Our planet is in crisis. The climate is collapsing. A great extinction is taking place now. Our species has created this crisis, actively poisoning our own habitat for trivial short-term gain. Leaders and systems everywhere have constantly failed to do anything about the crisis. We are now at Code Red. Survival of our species, the future of our children, and those who share the planet with us is at stake. Can you spare five minutes to save the Earth? Hi, I'm Ray Katz. This is the second episode of Season 2 of this podcast. This episode is called Diagnosis and Cure. Generally, but not always, you need to understand a problem to solve it. As you know, and even some of the most clueless fools are beginning to see, we have a problem, a big one. The problem of our continued existence as a species, as creatures living in a biosphere on a habitable planet. The planet that a greedy minority of ultra-wealthy morons is dismantling for fun and profit. They've just about completed demolishing the planet with their fossil fuel-powered wrecking ball, and to be brutally honest, we might not make it. One of the biggest dangers, one of the reasons why we might not make it, is that we misunderstand our circumstances. We have real and big problems, but we also have some big imaginary problems, and the latter, the imaginary problems, may destroy us because they can discourage us from taking action, because they can convince us in advance that we are already lost. We won't try it if we are convinced it will do no good. If the game is over, why play? We believe that we have either a small role or no role to play in protecting the planet, in slashing CO2 emissions, in ending the use of fossil fuels. We've delegated responsibility to our leaders. It's their job. Our job was to vote for the leaders. We've done that. We've done our part. The leaders aren't doing a a good job. In fact, they're doing a fatally bad job. Many of our leaders are old. Others are young and stupid. Leaders who were young and smart wouldn't do what they are doing. Who would knowingly destroy the planet that they themselves will need to live on? Joe Biden is a nice man, but he's nearly 80. He's probably doing the best he can, but he's holding an office in a system that actually only pretends to serve the common good. This system doesn't help ordinary people, the billions of people who will try to live on this dying planet after he's gone. He can't help us. He's been, well, he's been in the system for so long, he's a true believer, and he thinks that he can. He doesn't know better. He's lived in a bubble. He's blinded by an ideology and can't see the big picture. He thinks he might just fix things. And some other leaders, who I won't mention by name or party, are even crazier. They live in a complete fantasy world where imaginary boogeymen uh, do all kinds of things. Uh, They feel threatened by immigrants and by people who... Well, people who want to prevent everyone from dying and people who want to relieve hunger and sickness and suffering... Those other leaders have a perverse lust to see others suffer. It's almost 
orgasmic for them. They are psychotic. But there's a more serious psychological problem, more serious than self-deluded leaders living in a bubble, more consequential than the brutal crazies in positions of authority who want to maximize the suffering of their imagined enemies. The psychological problem is my own and yours. We have a psychological problem. We have been trained from birth to live within the system that's killing us. We have a nasty habit habit of obedience, of acquiescence. And we've been taught to, well, to leave the decisions to our leaders. We can vote, we can protest, but in the end, we can't do anything. They lead and we follow, even when they lead us off a cliff, as they are doing now. We are powerless because we have been taught to be powerless. We have been taught that decision-making is for the authorities. We have been taught to take orders from our bosses so we can get paychecks and live for another day. We have been taught not to ask questions. Or, if we do, well, they are hypothetical because the leaders will do whatever they want and we won't stop them. But that's not the worst of it. The worst of it is that we have stunted our imaginations. We have been made dull that's why really stupid actions by people on TV fascinate us, because we, ourselves, are losing our ability to imagine, so any ridiculous half-baked idea by someone deemed successful or famous just enthralls us. We know that the problems are bad. We know that they are getting worse. We know that the people in charge will continue on their deadly path. We know we are whistling in the dark and that what we are allowing to happen to our children is unforgivable. But because we have no imaginations, because we've learned to be helpless, we try desperately to distract ourselves. We do this with politics, my team versus yours. We fight about ideologies when we know that none of the ideologies in vogue have any meaningful value whatsoever. We binge watch television. We go to work and complain about it. We watch sports. We hide from reality, but reality is coming. It's relentless, breaking through our defenses. For a while, and for many of us even today, well, the floods, droughts, storms, and shortages have been someone else's problems. We are protected by our air conditioning and by our money. But that won't keep us safe. We know that. We push reality to the back of our minds. But when most American cities are covered by clouds of toxic orange smoke, well, that's a wake-up call. Most people are still asleep, but the fires will keep coming. The storms will keep coming. There will be shortages of food because this damaged earth is not compatible with our agriculture. Our leaders and their way of doing things are a complete failure. They will soon be overwhelmed. We will all see, sooner than you think, that our leaders are out of their depth. They do not know what to do. They won't be able to fool us or themselves anymore. And that's the moment, the very late moment, when it will finally dawn on many of us that it is up to us. That our leaders were never going to save us, even the nice ones. And that's when we recognize that we could have taken charge all along. We could have said no to the fools who led us into this hellhole. We could have decided that we aren't producing useless, shiny, commodified crap, stuff we pretend to enjoy, 
and quickly tire of and then throw into the landfill on what we are turning into a shithole planet. The wizards, the people in charge, they're humbugs. Elon Musk, Bill Gates, fools in fantasy land. They don't know anything because they were born into the same system that stole our brains. Yes, their roles and circumstances are different from ours, but their understanding is no better and probably worse than ours. To them, the possibility of personal suffering seems completely unreal. They feel no personal urgency, and sadly, neither do we. But the situation is urgent, and even though we don't feel it, deep down, most of us us know it. So the time to leave it to the leaders is over. It's time to imagine and to act. It's time to do things that we've, that we've forgotten how to do. When we take action, we will inevitably make mistakes, but we won't make the one mistake that's unforgivable. We won't make the mistake of not trying. We've been making that mistake for far too long, and, and the period of willful ignorance, of self-deception, of avoiding reality, well, that's over. Whether we like it or not, whether or not we feel up to the challenges, well, that doesn't matter. We have no choices left except to take action or die. Now, that might sound like the words of a doomer, but I'm not a doomer. I'm a doer. I believe we can survive this. I believe that huge suffering is inevitable, but that it's also possible to limit the suffering somewhat. I'm thinking that If we play our cards right, that this terrible period, instead of being the end of everything, is an ugly period like, well, like one of the world wars. Only this catastrophe is worse than the, than the two world wars combined. But if we can survive this, and we can, well, here's the thing. Although the planet itself will never again be what it was, and our lives will forever be diminished by the stupidity of trashing the world we live on, in some ways life can be better than ever, at least for survivors. And that's what I care about, future generations. That's what people everywhere care about, their children and grandchildren. Because our destructive behavior and our sick values of greed and hatred and selfishness, uh, because of all that, and that, well, we have a civilization that praises Jesus' name yet passionately hates their neighbors. Well, those values and those behaviors are exposed for what they are, the depths of stupidity and a death sentence. The young see this and understand this now. They would fix things tomorrow. Hell, they do it today if they didn't suffer from the same malady that the rest of us do. They, too, have been trained to be helpless, to, to delegate power to the very stupid leaders and very stupid rules and very stupid ideologies. They don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. And when it gets down to specifics, and I hate to tell you this, well, I don't know what to do, at least not yet. But I have ideas. I've been exercising my imagination. It's a muscle that has atrophied, but with exercise, it comes back. It's not as strong as it will be, but it's strong enough to get me, well, to help get me started. And your imagination isn't all it could be yet, but it's enough to get you started. We can try things, learn from things, start acting on and in the world now. We can disrupt what's evil and promote what's good. I won't list them here, but I will tell you where to find my ideas. It's a website. It's called A Climate Declaration, and it's at the web address 
aclimatedeclaration.com. That's that's one word, no spaces or hyphens, aclimatedeclaration.com. And right after you're done listening to this podcast, type that address into your web browser. Take a look at what's there. Scan through the ideas and, and find one that you'd, that you'd like to try. And then, well, then get started. Thanks for listening. I'm Ray Katz. We have 8 billion people on the planet. Too many people. At least 1 billion of us are aware of the crisis we face and desperately want to help. But we feel alone, anxious, and powerless. But we are not alone. Find the others. Tell them we can do this. We can work together. We can change things. In fact, only we can do this. Talk with the others. Tell them about this podcast. Let's get together. Let's find our way. Let's take five minutes to save the earth.